Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Chavav, which is the last line on page 70. We did Sif Aleph yesterday, but we will read again the Mechaber in Sif Aleph, and then we'll go on to Sif Beis. So the Mechaber says on page 70 in Simon Chavav, the halachos of one who has only one tefillah, he does not have both of the tefillah, he only has one. In Einlo Elo Tefillah Achas, if he only has one of the Tefillin, Meniach Osa Sheyeshlo Umuvarech Aleha. He puts on the one that he has and he makes a brach on it. Shekol Achas Mitzvah Bifneatzma, because each one is its own mitzvah. And the Machaber continues on page Lamidvav, Vehu Adin and Yeshlo Shtehem, the same din would apply if he has both of the Tefillin. Vyeshlo Shum Ones Sheeno Yochol Laniach Elo Achas, and he has some kind of Ones. That he's not able to put on both of them, he's only able to put on one. So meniach osa sheyachol, he puts on the one that he's able to put on. And we discussed yesterday the details in the mishabura. But now we'll go to halacha beis, where we get more into some details about the one that you're putting on, what you do in terms of the brachos, which was asked already a few times in this year. So in Sif Beis, the Machaber says, Im eno meniach elo shorosh levad. If you're only putting on the shorosh, mevarech aleho al mitzvah svilin levad. So the Mechaber says, if you're only putting on the Shorosh, let's say you have a wound on your arm, and for whatever reason you can't put on your Tefillin Shalyad, you put on your Tefillin Shorosh, and the only bracha you make is Al Mitzvah Tefillin. Says the Ramah, According to us, the Ashkenazim, that we are knowing like the Ramah to make two brachos every day. So, So if you're only putting on the Shorosh, you'll make both brachos on the Shorosh. Like already we learned anyway, the Mishibru explained to us that when you make Lohaniyah Tefillin, it goes on the Shayyad and the Shorosh, and then the Al Mitzvah goes on the Shorosh. So if you just have the Shorosh, we always have two brachos really going on the Shorosh, but now you'll say them both on the Shorosh, because that's all you're putting on. And then the Ramah writes, V'imeniach Shayyad Levad Mevarech Lohaniyah Levad. But if you're only putting on the Shayyad, then you'll only make the bracha of Lohaniyah like we always do. We always just make a bracha of Lohaniyah on the Shayyad, and we always have the Lohaniyah that carries over to the Shorosh, and we have the bracha of al on, on, on the Shorosh. And therefore the, the Ramah tells us that if you're just putting on the Shorosh, you'll make both brachos, Lohaniyah and al and if you're only putting on the Tefillin Shel Yad, you'll make the bracha of Lohaniyah. Says the Mishabura in Sifkot and Beis, like we learned previously in the Mishabura, the details of the Ashkenazic Minog of making both brachos. So the Ramos said that on the Shalyad, <coughs> you will only make the bracha of Lohaniyah Tefillin. I am the Primigodim Shehevi Od Poskim. The Primigodim brings other Poskim, the Svirlu that they hold, the Af al Shalyad Levat Nami Mubarak Shte Brachos. That even just on the Shalyad you make two brachos. And it really is logical to make both brachos on the shayad because like we explained earlier, the reason we're making two brachos is because we make one bracha in the beginning of the mitzvah and one bracha at the end of the mitzvah. So if the beginning is the end, if you only have the shayad, it's the beginning and the end. So the Primagodim brings some postkin that say, therefore you should in fact, the same way you're making two brachos if you just have the shorosh, you'll also make two brachos if you just have the shayad. However, However, the bottom line, Allah Lamaisa, the Achronim agree, the Ainam Mavarech Al Shalyad Elo Lahaniyah Levad, that on the Shalyad you will only make Lahaniyah Tfilin, like the Ramah Paskins, the Bulav Hachi, because anyway, Harbe Rishonim Sviru Luhu Dafilu Al Shteyam Nami Ainam Mavarech El Achas. 
Because we know the sheet of the Mechaber and many Rishonim hold that you only make one bracha on tefillin in general. And therefore, if you only be putting on the tefillin shayad, so you should just make the bracha of Lohaniyah tefillin and you would skip the bracha of Al Mitzvah tefillin. Says the, let's just finish the Mishabu and then we'll take a question. In Hiniyah Let's say a person forgot to make brachos, he put on both his tefillin, he forgot to make any brachos. Where the halach is, you could still make the brachos so long that the tefillin are on you, if you did not make a bracha. If the order in which you make the brachos is first on the shalrosh and then on the shalyad, meaning you made the al-mitzvahs before you made the bracha of lo'aniach, that is okay. You will not have to go back and make another bracha. But really the best way is Even if you only put on the shayad and you forgot to make the bracha, it's better to make the bracha of Laniach if you put the tefillin shayad on and you forgot to make a bracha before you would put on the tefillin shayad. And if you look at note number six, it gives us a little bit of a review of something that we saw earlier in the Mishabura. And it, that is, V'chein besach achar hanochas tefillin shayad. So too we saw, if one speaks between the tefillin shayad and tefillin shorosh, shekazah haramol le'el, where the Ramah told us earlier, shetzarach lachzor ulevarech al shorosh, hein birchas laniach v'hein birchas al mitzvah tefillin. The Ramah told us that if you speak between the tefillin shayad and tefillin shorosh, you have to now make two brachos on the shorosh. The Mishabu writes over there, Shanochon Shiyam Mashmesh Betfilin Shayad. It's better to move around the Tfilin Shayad, Kadesh Tasla Birchas Laniach, Afal Tfilin Shayad. That when you're making the two brachos on the Shorosh, you should move around the Tfilin Shayad first so the Lahaniach Tfilin is not only going on the Shorosh, it's also going on the Shayad. Kodem Shivarech Al Mitzvahs Al Tfilin Shorosh, that should be done before you make the brach of Al Mitzvahs. And then we also saw in the Biralacha there, B'Shem Rekiv Eger, Shebesach Yesh Lavara Tchila Al Mitzvahs. If you remember this, the Rekiv Eger said that it's better to first say the bracha of Al Mitzvahs on the Tfil and Shorosh, and only afterwards to make the bracha of Lohaniach on the Tfil and Shayad after you moved it around. That was what the Biralacha explained to us, Lafi, Rekiv Eger earlier. You have a question? Yeah, what is the Mikhar saying that when you're putting only the Shorosh, you only say Al Mitzvah Tchilim? Right, but I, I guess Lafita Machaber, I, I understand what you're saying. Lafita Machaber, normally you make a bracha of Laniach, it covers both. And if you speak and you're mafsik, and now you're just putting on the Shorosh, so then you make a bracha of Al Mitzvah. So I assume he's equating this case where you're only putting on the Shorosh to a case where you spoke between the Tefillin Shayar and Tefillin Shorosh. I mean, we don't really, we don't really know why the Mechaber holds that you make a, a, a Al Mitzvah on the Shorosh after you spoke anyway. Why don't you make the Lamiach again if the Lamiach is on it? I understand, but, 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 whatever the Mechaber holds over there, whatever his logic is, would apply over here. Lamaisa, in both cases, whether you spoke between the Shayar and Shorosh, in which case, you're just putting on the Shorosh now and you need new brachos on the Shorosh, you're only making an Al Mitzvah. See here also, when you're just putting on the Shorosh and you don't even have a Shalyad, you also make Al Mitzvahs. However he understands, it's consistent with his Shita. No, we're going to get to that soon, your other question. We'll get to that. Let's start the next, the next Simen. Simen Chav Zayin, Mokom Hanachasan, Ve'ofen Hanachasan. The place where the Tefillin go and the way in which we put on our Tefillin. So we will start Simen Chav Zayin, Sif Aleph. Mokom hanachason shalyad bizroa small. The place where you put on your tefillin shalyad is on your left arm. Babosar hatafuach sheboetem on the on the flesh that is 
that is puffed up, really the muscle on the biceps, um, where it's where where the the flesh sticks out over the bone. Shebein hakuvado ubeisashachi. That is between the elbow and the armpit. So it's basically on the biceps. That's where the tefillin goes. That's what the mechaber says. We'll see more details shortly. But that's so far what the Mechaber says. And then the Mechaber says, You should tilt the tefillin shalyat a little bit towards your body. In such a way that when you bend your arm down, you place your arm downwards, the tefillin should be across from your heart. That way, by having a tefillin shayat across from your heart, you will be makayim mitzvah, the, the pasuk that says that these words should be on your heart, so you have the words across from your heart. And the Ramah writes, V'tzorach laniach berosh ha'etzem ha'samuch l'kovado, avalo b'chatsi ha'etzem she'samuch l'ashechi. The Ramah adds on a very important point that the Mechabit does not say. The Mechabit just told us it goes on the biceps between the elbow and the armpit. And the Ramah adds, adds on that it has to be on the bottom half of the muscle. On the bottom half of the biceps, that is between the middle and the elbow, not the part that's between the middle of the biceps and the armpit. On the bottom half of the upper half of the arm. And we'll stop there in the Ramah and we will see the Mishabur now. The Mishabura says in Sifkaton Aleph, on that which the Mechaber says that the place we put the Tefillin Shalyad is on the left arm, Midiksiv Yodcha Behei. From the fact that one of the times in the Pasuk writes Yodcha, it writes it with the extra Hei, which is not necessary. Pirish, they dash him in there, Yod Keha. It's the weaker hand. The Hainu Asmoshi Tosha Vecheha. That's the left hand, which is the, the weaker hand. And therefore we learn from there that the Tefillin has to go on the left hand. That's reason number one. The Odarshu, another drasha they make to teach us that tefillin must go on the left hand. Midiksev ukshartem uksavtem. From the fact that the, in Kriyashma it says first ukshartem and then ukshavtem. Maksiva biyamin. Just like a person, again we're talking about the average person which is a righty, we'll get to a lefty later. So maksiva biyamin, just like a person writes with his right hand, shekain derab in the adam, because that's the normal way of people. Afkshira biyamin. So too the tying should be with the right. Since the writing is with the right hand, the tying should be with the right hand. The kevin dikshira biyamin. And since the tying is with the right hand, memela hanocha bismol. So memela, if you're tying with your right hand, you have to be tying it onto your left arm. It's quite difficult to tie with your right hand onto your right arm. So if it's saying that you should, you should tie it with your right hand, just like you write with your right hand, it's obviously tying it with your right hand on your left arm. Vimhenicho biyamin. And if you decided to put it on your right hand instead of your left hand, af b'di'evet lo yotza, you are not yotzi the mitzvah tefillin. It's very serious. It's these two psukim that we dash and two drushes that tell us it has to be in the left hand. If you put it on the right hand, you're not yotzi. Says the Mishabura Vaitur, and that which the Mechaber said, a basra tafuach on the flesh that's sticking up on the biceps, v'hu'a mokom hanikra kibores v'loshen chazal, that is what chazal referred to as the kibores, which is the biceps, that part of the arm where it's sticking up, v'hu'li ikuva, and that mokom is ma'akev, kidyalfinon lazeh b'gemara mikra, like the gemara learns out from a pasuk. Sefkaton gimel hakuvado hanikra elinboygen. Which the Targum says Marpik, which is the elbow. So it's between the elbow and the armpit. That was the Mechaber. And the Mechaber just told us it has to be on the biceps. He did not tell us explicitly what part of the biceps it has to be on. The Ramah jumped in and told us that it has to be on the he- bottom half of the biceps. Says the Mishabura, Ein Ritzono Loma Rosh Ha'etzemamish. 
The lotion that the Ramah uses is, You have to put it on the bottom half of the bone next to the elbow. The bottom half of the bone next to the elbow sounds like you could put it all the way at the bottom, off the, off the muscle even. So the Mishabur is just pointing out, he doesn't mean to say at the edge of the bone mamish, the hasamadayan no mukhabasa, because there the muscle doesn't even start yet. You can't put it so low. It has to be on, on the kuvado, on the muscle. It can't be, it doesn't mean literally on the bone, which is already under the muscle. It doesn't mean that. And before the place where it starts rising is not a place for tefillin. Because at that point where you just have, on top of the elbow, you just have a bone, you don't have the muscle yet, that is not called the kibodas. Rather what the Ramah means to say is, It means the lower half of the, of the muscle that's on the bone. It doesn't mean the lower half of the bone, because it can't be on the bone, it has to be on the muscle which is on the bone, so it's the lower half of the etzem, the basar of the etzem. The Ramah is not really coming to Mechadish anything. Only that which he ends off with when he says, the Chiddush of the Ramah is that it can't be on the upper half of the biceps, which is closer to the armpit. That's where it can't be. For Rotzalomer, he means to say, Even though on the upper half of the biceps is also raised, the muscle is raised above the, the bone. Fine, so the Ramah is coming to exclude that even though that's also considered the muscle, the kibores, but it's not good in the upper half. It has to be the lower half closer to the elbow, not closer to the armpit. That's what the Ramah is coming to tell us. And now the Mishnah tells us the Mechaber really holds the same way. The Mechaber also agrees to this Ramah. That Davka from half the bone or half the muscle on the bone and downward to the Sivzayan, which will be very clear to us as we get to the Mechaber and Sivzayan. And that which the Mechaber says first on the flesh that is that's raised up over the bone, that's what the Mechaber means over here also. He means the bottom half, like the Ramah says, there is no Machlokas going on over here between the Mechaber and the Ramah. But there is a Machlokas, just not between those two. Who's the Machlokas between? The Grah. The Grah b'be'uro hiskim ledina d'chol mokom ha-kibores kosher l'ani The Grah explains that halachal ma'isa, that anywhere on the biceps is kosher for tefillin. So as opposed to the Machab and the Ramah who clearly hold, it's only the bottom half of the biceps closer to the elbow. The, Ramah, the, the Grah disagrees and holds it's anywhere on the biceps. It could be on the upper half as well. The chain mashma prisha, it's mashma from the prisha that he holds like the gra as well. The alkoponim lamata mi makoma kibores pasal kuyamba. But what's clear according to everyone is anything that's under the kibores and under where the muscle starts, that's for sure not good according to anyone. And it was the, the machab and the ramah say it has to be where the muscle starts on the bottom half of the muscle. The gra says it could be higher up on the muscle, but everyone agrees that by the elbow, right before the muscle starts, nobody says that it's good. Al-Kain, therefore, says the Mishabura, Nochon limnoa melonia tefillin gedolim. One should ideally hold back from having large tefillin. Ki al-piharov matsui b'tefillin gedolim shesof haktsitza munachas lomato mimakom ha-kibores. Because it's very common for a large pair of tefillin to be sticking out a little bit beyond where the muscle is and too low down to the elbow, and that's not good. Unless you're going to tie it to your arm, above the halfway point. In other words, if you have a large pair of tefillin and you're trying to get on the bottom half, it's very likely that it's going to go below where it's supposed to go and get too close to the elbow unless you start it higher up. 
Veganzelo nochon. And that's also not appropriate to put it more than, higher than the halfway point. Veganzelo nochon lohokel lochachil bazeh. So you're a little bit stuck if you have big fill and you don't want to put it too low, it's not good according to anyone. But you don't want to put it too high either because then you're not being Mechayim, the Mechayim and the Ramah. Therefore, one should ideally not have big fillin. But if one does have tefillin, that's all he has. He doesn't have uh, an option. That's what his father put him for his bar mitzvah. It's better that he puts it higher and he's all the tefillin is on the place where the muscle is raised up. That way at least he's yotze according to the gra and other poskim. If the other option is that it goes too low below the kibores, below the muscle totally and it's very close to the elbow, then you're not yotze according to anyone. And then the bracha is also going to be a bracha levatala. So again, just to summarize what he's telling us, the Mechab and the Ramah both agree that the tefillin has to be from the middle of the biceps and downward towards the elbow, but it must be on the muscle. It can't be above the elbow, below the muscle. It can't be there. That's puzzle. The gra holds that it could be anywhere on the biceps, even higher up. And therefore, you shouldn't have big fillin because then you get stuck. But if you do have big fillin and you're stuck in a bind, either it's going to go below the muscle and you're not going to be yotzi according to anyone, or you have to push it a little higher and not be yotzi according to the mechab and the ramah, but you will be yotzi according to the gra and other poskim. So Avada, it's better to move the tefillin up a little higher. Better to be in doubt higher up, because you know for sure Yotzi, according to many poskim, than if, you, if you're in doubt that it might be too low, then you might not be Yotzi according to anyone. So if you have that option, better to err on the higher side, closer to the armpit, than on the lower side, where you wouldn't be Yotzi according to anyone. That is what the Mishabura comes out. If you have a feeling, then it's more likely that you're going to cover more, more of the surface. Correct. So then you might be no, I think you're following what we're saying. We're saying that you're very, you're limited to the place where the tefillin could be. The Mechav and the Ramah says it can't go too low and it can't go too high. It has a very exact spot. The whole thing, the entire thing. It can't even, it can't, yeah, the entire thing. So even if one drop of it goes down, so that's a problem. So therefore you want to err on the higher side. Because that way, at least your Yotzei Lefid the Gra and other posts. Because if you, if you go on the lower side, towards the elbow, you may not be Yotzei according to anyone if it sticks out too much. Beyond the biceps. I want to go back and read a couple of interesting notes. What, what the Mishnah said before in the previous Mishnah, I think it was Al, and Al's answer with Alex asked yesterday about the person who... No, we, we, we're getting to Alex's thing. I don't want to go to that yet. The, yeah, no, it's first tomorrow, so I don't want to... It's the next, it's the next year. I want to hold off with that. Yes, yeah, so we're discussing here a person who has both arms, and he decides to... We might get to it today, if we have time. But what we said in the Mishaburu there was a person who has two healthy arms and he's a righty and he's still supposed to go on his left hand and he puts it on his right hand, he's not Yotze. Alice asked yesterday a person who's missing an arm. That would, that's the next words in the Ramah and the Mishaburu we're going to get to. So let's wait with that. But for now, I want to go back. I want to go to note number two. But the, what the Mishaburu said over there is if you put it on the wrong arm, you're not Yotze, period. Note number two, going back according to, across from page Lamed above, discussed an interesting Shailah which is, we know, and we already discussed earlier in the, in the Mishabura, that a person is not allowed to touch a part of his body that's normally covered. And one of the examples is a, above a person's elbow, which is normally covered. If you touch it, you have to wash your hands. When we put our tefillin on, so we're, we're doing it in a place where we're not supposed to be touching our skin. And many times a person touches his skin by accident. So how careful does the person have to be? Does he have to wash his hands? What does he have to do? His hair as well. Even though we learned by the hair that 
if you just touch it, it's not a problem, only if you're really scratching it. So it's really a question more by the arm. But by the hair, it's no as well. It's no But let's look at note number two. In note number two, he writes, mm-hmm. The person who touches his arm when he's tying his tefillin, mm-hmm. Since the touching is because of the mitzvah, you would not have to wash your hands before davening. It's not like normally when a person touches a covered part of his body, he has to wash his hands. If you touch it because you're being osik in the midst of putting on your tefillin, he says you do not have to wash your hands. One wants to be machmir, gewaldek. If you touch there and you want to wash your hands, that's great, but you're not mechuyiv too. He brings a, a riot to the minog of the elders of Yerushalayim that did not wash their hands after putting on tefillin. Again, since they're touching their hair, the tzarot mitzvah that doesn't get you up in the category of touching a covered place, and you wouldn't have to wash your hands. The chain dasher of Yosef shanogia b'mokom anochas atfilin b'shas anochasan ochalitzasan. The Yosef says when you're taking it tefillin on or off, and you touch your skin over there, ain't tzarach natilas yadayim. So so far we come out very lenient. Vaben ishchai kosav shanogia biyad b'mokom anochas atfilin afilu shelo beis haanocha ain't no tzarach little yadav. Now this makes a lot of sense. The Ben Yishchai says, if you touch the Mokom of the Tefillin, even when you're not wearing Tefillin, you don't have to wash your hands. Because it, otherwise, it's, I just thought it's funny. Like, we're putting our Tefillin on a place of the body that we're not even allowed to touch. How's that Kadush, how's that Kadush for the Tefillin? Right? Just because it's not funny. It's a part of the body you're not allowed to touch. It's considered a, a dirty part of the body. And we put our holy Tefillin over there. So the Ben Yishchai makes sense. The Ben Yishchai is saying, a, he's understanding that where you put the Tefillin has a din of a not a Mokom And therefore, no matter when you touch that place, if it's a Mokom of the Tefillin, you don't have to wash your hands. It makes a lot of sense. That's what the, the, um, the Ben Ishchai writes. Me'idok, on the other hand, the Chazanish is machmir from everyone that we mentioned till now. He was very careful not to touch his arm when he put on his tefillin. The Chazanish was so machmir, even if he didn't know if he touched it, just in case he did, he would wash his hands after he put on his tefillin. So that was the Chazanish, but most posts can clearly hold that it is not a problem with the tefillin. The Benish Chai goes even further that even when you're not putting on your tefillin and you touch that place, the Makam tefillin already is not a Makam Mechusa. I'd like to look at note number three as well in the Dirshim Mishabura. He writes, on that which we said, that under the Makam of the Kibaris is possible according to everyone. If you go below the biceps, too close to the elbow, it's not good. Because of this, the Chavaz Chaim warns us in his Sefer Shemir Salashon, Shalolis Atza Lishot Esa Sharvil Miyado. A person shouldn't be lazy about taking off his sleeve. I don't know if he's talking about the, your shirt, but the, let's say you have a sweater on and you can just pull it up and, or you, or you can take your sleeve out. So don't be lazy, you should take your sleeve out, says the Chavaz Chaim. Because if you have a heavy sleeve on top and it's pushing against your tefillin, it's very likely going to push your tefillin to a place where you're not going to be able to see the midst of the tefillin. And even if when you put it on initially, you really push up your sleeve a lot and it's in the right place now, but but right afterwards it's going to be pushed downwards. 
So it might not be a bracha vatal, your yotze, your, your mitzvah tefillin, but a bishas kriyashma utfilo shuv lo yabim akomon. Ube prakashat tefillin gedolo. Certainly if you have a big pair of tefillin, by the time you get the kriyashma and tefillin, which is the ikkah time since you're wearing your tefillin, it's already going to be in the wrong place. And therefore the Chavetz Chaim says not to be lazy. Again, our shirts, they usually, the, the sleeves pull up pretty well. It's not a concern. But I imagine what he's saying, like, like with a sweater, you know, you could pull up the sweater and it's going to very likely start pushing down. Or you can take your arm out of the sweater. He's saying take your arm out of the sweater because it's not Kadai to have it there with a chance that it's going to push it down because if it goes a little bit over the line, so you have problems. Okay, let's go right there in the... What? Well, that's always a backup. That's always a backup. I'm saying, yeah, that's a bit of yeah. Right, but yeah, that's okay. But I'm saying, we even addressing that. Do you have to or not? I'm saying, you could always do that. It's, it's certainly, you know, better, safe than sorry. They say even tabal bracha, but the question is if you're, if you're 100% fine or, or you're going to take care of it through washing or through rubbing. Okay, let's go, let's go right there. And now we'll get to the question that uh, everyone's been waiting for, I think. Um, on page 72, let's finish up the Rama. Officially, this is for Sunday, but we have a few more minutes, so we'll, we'll start it now. Gidim. She'en lo yad, one who is missing an arm. Rak zroa, so we'll see in the Mishra the details, he's missing uh, below the elbow, he only has above the elbow. Yaniach below bracha, he should put on his tefillin without a bracha. And in parentheses, Ramah writes, Tosos peraka komeitz kosu degidem chayiv. Tosos holds that one who is missing from the elbow down is chayiv in tefillin. Ubor zarua kosu the potter. And the Rezura writes to the Yapatr, and therefore we say in the Ramah, the Psaki is that you should put on a tefillin, but you should not make a bracha. Because it's a suffix, if you're really chayiv, machlokas tosas and or zarua. So if you look at the Mishabura, the Mishabura writes in Sifkot on Hei, She'en lo yad, someone who does not have a hand, Rotolomar she'nital pisas yad smolo, im kol hakone ad hakuvado, she'nikra elenbeigen. What the, what the Ramah means to say is, he has no hand, meaning his hand, his left hand is removed with the whole, uh, reed, the whole arm, until the elbow. He's missing from the elbow down. That's where this discussion is. When you're missing from the elbow down on your left arm, you should put it on without a bracha. Avol. However, says the Ramah, im nishak tzas mehakona, but if a little bit of the arm below the elbow is still there, you don't have a hand, but a little bit of the Below the elbow is still there. Gamha Urzarua Moda La Tosas the Chayabitfilin. In that case the Urzarua agrees to Tosas the Yarchai Bitfilin. The Yavarech Gamkain and you would make a bracha as well. Kain Matsasi Bu Urzarua Asher Zachinu Mikarov La Oro. That's what I saw in the Urzarua that we were Zoha to bring to light uh, recently. That's what the Chavaz Chaim writes. So again, the Machlokas between Tosan and Urzarua and the, what the Ramah is talking about is where it's cut off at the elbow. That's where you should put on tefillin without a bracha. If the person has more of his arm beyond the elbow, below the elbow, then everyone agrees he can put on regular tefillin on his left arm with a bracha. But now the Mishavura says further, below bracha, I am the biralacha, vim ain lo yad smoke klau. What if he doesn't have a left arm at all? Because till now we're discussing, he has the part where the tefillin goes. So we're saying he puts on tefillin, the question is with a bracha or without a bracha. But let's say he has no left arm. Or even if a little bit above the elbow, a little bit after his shoulder is left, but he has no, he doesn't have the whole biceps is gone. He has a little bit 
a little bit after the shoulder, but he, he doesn't have the whole biceps, the whole uh, the whole upper arm. He doesn't really have just a little bit, or he has nothing. So then, Potter milaniach hashel yad af biyamin. That person who's missing his left arm is Potter from wearing tefillin. Not only on his left arm, he's also Potter from wearing tefillin on his right arm. And there are those who are machmir. So here you have explicit in the Mishabura a machlokas. A person who has no left arm, is he exempt from tefillin altogether, tefillin shayad? Or is he required to put tefillin shayad on the right hand? That is a machlokas. The first sheet that he brings down says that he's exempt from tefillin shayad. He does not even put it on his right hand. There are those who are machmir, and they say that he should put it on his right hand instead. The Cholzek Shenase Gidem Basmol. This is all someone, this Machlokas is when he's missing his left arm totally. To Mokam Anochas HaTfilin, that's where his Tfilin goes. Aval Imnase Gidem Biyamin. But if he's missing his whole right arm, Afilu Niktalo Kohayad. Even if the whole arm is missing, he's Chayev B'Tfilin, V'yavakesh La'acherim Shiyanichu Alav. He's missing his whole right arm. He can't put on his tefillin on his left arm. He's still chayven tefillin in his left arm. He has to get someone else to help him put on his tefillin. And we'll see a lot more details about this in Mitzvah Shem on Sunday. And on Sunday, this year is switching to 9 o'clock. Um, hopefully in this room. Probably we'll do it on the other side of the room. And we'll reserve a section because that's when there are going to be more people learning here. We'll try it out. If not, we're going to go to the base Medjish Katan after that. But we'll try it out over there. Yashikayach. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.